Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a simple $5 bet any Sunday coming up this month. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, you know, I was watching before I left the house to come over here to do this podcast. Teletubbies. No. Joe Madden was on MLB Network talking about his his new book. I book. can't decide if Joe Madden's okay or not. That's, he was very disheveled looking. That makes me want to read the book. And the title of his book also makes me wonder. Eh, Is it? That's about. I'm not okay. No, <laughs> it's the book of Joe trying not to yeah. suck at baseball and life, which is an interesting title for a book after you just got fired. Yeah, no, I'm 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 very interested in this, and I think he might have started working on it last year. Maybe he saw what was coming down the pipe. Maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. Maybe we can get him on the show. Perhaps I'll text him. I want the I want to do a, like off season <laughs> book reviews and, and things like that. Uh, which, Are we starting a, a DMVR book club? Maybe I would. I, I would mind could. that. Uh, well, of course, we'd have to make sure we we get some audio books in there. But uh, we got a lot to cover today. We got our final Blaze Street Bombers. Basically, yeah. who are the top five players this year for? Our Colorado Rockies. Susie, do you know that there are some new logos coming out for the Hartford Yard Goats? Have you heard about this? I have. Okay. Well, you, you know I got the pulse on them goats. Okay. We've got uh, <laughs> our end of year predictions. So we, we did it back in April. And let's see. They're not just... end of year. Well, they're beginning of season predictions that we're looking back on. Can't really call them an end of year prediction. Well, the end of year award predictions. Yes. Yes. Okay. There we but, go. But... Uh, I'm keeping yeah, you honest. You are, and I do appreciate that. And then, of course, <laughs> we'll get to the wild card series uh, and, and the results from that. Uh, had one last night, and uh, the result may be surprising. It's going to create an interesting matchup uh, in the division round, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But today... Yeah, that's tomorrow stuff. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the Blaze Street Bombers. Before we get to our list... You know, I like to give out some honorable mentions. You do. We're, we're, we're I see. I'm looking at your list. And I'm like, you've got almost as many honorable mentions as Bombers. I know there's only a 26-man roster. And with an honorable mentions, <laughs> I did find a way to mention a couple Fresno Grizzlies. Uh, I don't know how I was able to squeeze them in, but I did it. No, honorable mentions. Unhinged. Uh, Herman Marquez, you know disappointing year i think for everything yeah. uh, but all in all did have a five era so second lowest uh, on the team among starters the thing i think that was most important when when looking at at this entire 2022 team he he posted 31 times like he pitched 31 times every time bud black handed him the ball he went out there and did that job only kyle freeland was able to do that so i think that has a lot of value again at least on this team that won 68 games yeah <laughs> Yeah, and the Rockies were 16 and 15 in his starts too, so uh, that was promising. And then over the final half of the season, his final 15 starts uh, had a 4.12 ERA. So that was the Marquez mm -hmm. we were hoping to see. Uh, Jose Iglesias, I think he only ended up playing 113 games, which I was surprised hmm. to see. Right, that's low. We know he was hurt for the last month or so. Uh, Alan Trejo was playing for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Tovar was there for the last like week and a half. But I was surprised to see that number so low. But he contributed. He did really well all season yeah. long. Was a little bit shy of 300. Uh, batted 292, 47 RBI. He was pretty clutch on the road, too. Uh, great point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for a while, I mean, he was uh, potentially trying to get the 
the record for for highest batting average for a guy on the road, which I got to go back and check because mm-hmm. when I did look uh, in the Rockies game notes, they kept saying Mike Kingery was the guy who had the record, but he he missed a lot of games, so he didn't play very much. So I'd be curious if we go ahead and we up that threshold, we could uh, we could finagle away where Jose Iglesias uh, then has that record. <laughs> Uh, Randall Gritchick, a guy who, if you like wins above replacement, which I do, but that uh, can hold uh, a player's position against them, uh, that doesn't really uh, doesn't really like Randall Gritchick in the outfield. But I mean, dude hit two fifty nine, hit nineteen homers, third most on the team, mm-hmm. seventy three RBI, third most on the team, and, and he played one hundred and forty games. You know, you know where that ranks. Uh, pretty high. Third most on the team. Yeah, there we go. There, there go. we go. <laughs> yeah, really good. So he deserves a mention. And then uh, finally, Tyler Kinley. Who... Tyler Kinley. If he didn't get hurt, this season would have been his. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what the, the, the exact date was, but it was probably like just after the first two months of the season. That's it. It was pretty early. 24 innings pitch, but did have a uh, 0.75 ERA. So like oh sub one. Right? Um, he, oh, he was uh, We missed dominant. him this season. His ERA plus was 630, which is unheard of. So, you know, not sustainable, but still went on a high note. Uh, unfortunately, did have uh, the injury to his right ulnar nerve. So had surgery, might not mm-hmm. be back until midseason. So that was uh, that was a big hit. Yeah. I don't know if Brian's healthy and Kinley's healthy. We're talking about, you know, an 80-win team. We're still mm-hmm. not talking about the postseason, but we are talking about... Um, completing the hunt i think i think with brian and kinley the hunt the, would have been complete it would have it would have been complete i think we would have gotten <laughs> maybe maybe 70 wins who knows we'll never or know one less than 70 think, whatever that number is i think my life's greatest heartbreak was the rockies getting so close to 69 wins and yep. not sealing the deal <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you, you should check out how many uh, strikeouts Daniel Bard had this season. We'll come back to that later. But number five, officially, we're on the list there for the Blaze Street Bombers. Mr. Kyle Freeland, the opening day starter, uh, was the only guy with a sub-5 ERA, 4.53 ERA, 103 ERA+. Plus. Uh, and a, an expected FIP, or basically, hey, if you kind of throw out the defense, he was exactly what his ERA ended up being. Hmm. Uh, Fangraphs, uh, actually, Fangraphs version of War was a little bit more favorable to Freeland, which in the past usually hasn't been the case. Uh, 2-4 B-War, 2-6 F-War. And again, as we mentioned, the 31 starts this season, you know, was really important when, you know, there there weren't a ton of really good options. They had to get Jose Urania off the scrap heap. Um, And so so Freeland Freeland went out there uh, every five days when Bud Black needed him. Also, wait, Kyle Freeland had a 3.08 ERA on the road? Yes. That actually is the... That's real? Yes. So, <laughs> yes. He, uh, not too much has been made about that, uh, actually, uh, until right now, until we make something I of feel it. like we have not been talking about this. this it's actually is- the third best ERA of any Rocky starter with 15 starts. So, uh, you've got only Ubaldo in 2010 uh, and Marquez in 2018 with a better. There's there's a couple other guys, like if you, you know, lower it to 11, 12, 13 starts, whatever it may be. But for uh, a, a true full season where you're pitching half your games, 15 or more games on the road, the only two guys have ever been better than Kyle Freeland. That season that we just saw, wow. you kind of forget that. That gets lost in the mediocrity, so to speak, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so kudos to, to Kyle surprised. Freeland, number five on our Blaze Street Bombers. Yes. 
Number four on the list, Ryan McMahon. Ryan McMahon. I'm almost surprised that he was able to work his way on this list when we're making it because you go, how his season started. He almost had a, a more prolonged version of a season that Brendan Rodgers had. Yeah. Not as bad as, you know, 087, mm-hmm. whatever that magic number was, but it was still not good. Yeah, yeah. He struggled this year. And, you know, you have to wonder, you know, obviously we expected him to improve from last year, not yeah. to have these struggles, yeah. you know. And I think there was talk about, oh, is he getting in his head? Is he just doing too much? But... Look at Rymax sneaking his way onto our list. Yeah, uh, one of only two guys to have 20 homers this season. He was 20 on the nose there. Uh, hit two, only 246, but 67 RBI. Had the most games played at 153. So again, he's going out there. Did it at third, did it at second base. 98 OPS plus, so slightly below average there. Uh, average being 100. 3.0 B war, 3.1 F war on that. And then defensively, he was very good again. Had 10 DRS and 10 outs above average. Uh, as far as defensive run saves is concerned, was tied for fourth in Major League Baseball. Third in the National League with outs above average. Third in Major League Baseball and National League. That being said, I don't think he's going to be a finalist for the Gold Glove Award at third base. I had a, uh, a conversation uh, with, with a friend of mine where we were looking at the numbers, and, uh, and we'll, get to, we'll get to that conversation a little bit with somebody else on this list, where there's some defensive metrics that really likes a guy, but at the end of the day, the voters, the, the coaches that, that vote on the Gold Glove Award, uh, they, they do use defensive run saves uh, as, as part of the equation, but they're going to look at you know the number of errors that he made and mm-hmm. just kind of write him off for that first half of the season. You also know Nolan's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, Cabrian Hayes was a guy who broke out last year and backed it up again this year, had the most uh, defensive run saves of 24. Hmm. So I really think he's going to be on that list. And then Manny Machado is always kind of there. I think that might end up squeezing out Ryan McMahon, and, uh, and he is not going to be a finalist. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't a finalist. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, and, and again, that, yeah. a lot of that has to go with um, just seeing him play every day. When you saw Nolan play every day, you always saw something incredibly special. Mm-hmm. And with McMahon, he doesn't make a lot of those kind of dazzling plays. I mean, no one makes plays that Nolan makes. Yeah. But he's just really consistent, and he's getting to balls that, again, maybe our eyes can't quite pick up and give him credit for. Mm-hmm. So, again, defensive metrics like him all around evenly. It's balanced, so it's consistent. But I don't know, looking at him, you go, holy smokes, this has to be bar none, one of the top third basemen in all the game. He's obviously very good, mm-hmm. but there, there's something that the eye can't quite pick up that these metrics can. Yeah, you know, no gold glove. He does get the holy glove award. Because his glove had <laughs> a big hole in it. Yes. <laughs> Swiss I mean, cheese glove. May- maybe he can get that bronzed? Ooh, I like that. Make it a statue. That could work. His not sentimental glove. <laughs> yes, not at all. It was more sentimental to, to us a little bit, right? I was more sentimental about that glove you than did the he man was. <laughs> and how long he had in his life. Well, the other guy that this ties in with uh, when you talk about defense, number three on the Blaze Street Bombers was Brendan Rodgers, 266, 13 home runs, 63 RBI. Baseball Reference likes him a lot more. Baseball Reference, their version of war uh, is based on the end results, whereas fan graphs, they typically look at probably what should have happened, which a lot of people probably don't care for that because mm-hmm. you say, wait, wait you're, you're taking credit away from me, and maybe you're giving credit to a guy who got unlucky, which you like that part, but you don't like the idea of saying, hey, 
I, I, I was really good this year, but you're telling me I wasn't because maybe a couple extra balls barely got over the wall or dropped in, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to Baseball Reference, uh, he was tops and wins above replacement. From May 1st to August 31st, four months. We'll throw out April, which you can't actually do. You throw out September <laughs> and sure October. But you sure can try. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to try here. We're going to try. He hit 301 for those four months from May, June, July, and August. 11 homers, 59 RBIs. So that's where he did most of his damage over the course of a 162-game season. Uh, that would actually come out to 17 homers, 92 RBI. And you say, that's the Brendan Rodgers we hope we get. But it's it's really hard to do that for six months as opposed to four. Yes. It's all easier said than done. He's he's getting closer to uh, to putting it all together for sure. And defensively... You know, he was very good, uh, did make a lot of diving plays. So, again, our eyes yeah. actually tell us, no, no, he was legitimately very good. And according <laughs> to defensive run saves, he was tops among all second basemen, second in all of baseball, 22 uh, DRS. But then when you look at outs above average by StatCast, he's only at three right there, did make his fair share of errors. So I think he's another guy that, again, despite DRS really pushing him up, I don't know if he becomes a finalist. That's that's hard. I I, th- I think McMahon and Rogers have almost the exact same shot at being a finalist. McMahon's got harder competition, but maybe a better pedigree, like better numbers to suggest that mm-hmm. he really is the player that the metrics show. Whereas with Rogers, the competition isn't quite as stiff, but you know voters again they might look at his errors. It's his first year on the scene. A lot of times it takes two years before voters and coaches recognize a guy and say hey you know who was really good last year who we missed like you, you, yeah that's a good point like the experts almost have to tell you like oh man you guys really dropped the ball with this player and so now next year i'm gonna keep an extra eye on and go on him and go yeah you know what actually he was was pretty good so um brendan rogers number three on the blaze street bombers number two the light show daniel bard you know what not on this list just because of the light show he actually did he he was great this season 1.79 era fantastic yes 34 saves one light show but every 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 save opportunity at night actually we we should probably try to find out we probably got it between both of our phones oh filmed every <laughs> single light show and figure out and have we an never, exact number we never missed a light show his save percentage for light shows was probably 100 percent because he only blew two <laughs> saves was 34 of 36 in save opportunities uh second in save percentage uh only behind houston street who in 2009 Rockies fans out there remember this. He was 35 for 37, dominant. Second lowest ERA for a reliever all-time uh, in Rockies history. Rick's brothers in 2013 had a 1.74 ERA. And his ERA plus of 262 is the second highest in Rockies history for any pitcher with 50 innings pitch. Gabe White was the only one who bested him. Please be honest. Have you ever heard of Gabe White? Nope. I know that's honesty right there. Yes. <laughs> Ask yourself out there, if you're watching this or listening to this, have you ever heard of Gabe White? At least 50% of people are saying no. Yeah, I don't I don't. Also, like, yeah, tw- 2000 wasn't really a year that I was tuned into the Rockies. When you're, like, a lefty reliever that's just kind of, like, brought in for nothing. Uh, I think he was around for, like, a year and a half. And, again, was really good. Those These these types of, you know, sabermetrics weren't really popular at the time. So nothing was really, you know, made of it very much. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Gabe White has forgotten history. That's why we need the Hall of Fame. That's why Rockies need a museum. So you go, yeah. holy crap, this Gabe White guy was pretty good for a season well daniel bard 
right there with him. Uh, we also saw late in the year, uh, became only the fifth pitcher since the save was invented in 1969 uh, to have nice. two out save or more, striking out all six or more batters that he faced uh, in a save. And I know you wrote about this earlier this year. Did a nice job in the process of having a good season, giving back to the community. Yes, uh, he had started a fundraiser for Fill the Void, Amp the Cause to End Hunger. So every time he, for every one of his strikeouts, he pledged $300. And then the Rockies Foundation was matching that too. So he raised $41,400 for that organization, which is very generous. That's absolutely incredible. It's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, that was really awesome to see. Um, you know, was really good as according to Winds Above Replacement, both fan mm-hmm. graphs and baseball reference. But number one, the man that, that got our thumbnail for the day, <laughs> if you're watching over on YouTube, if not, flip over. Uh, get to see some of our awesome graphics that Super Producer Kale made uh, for us on the DNVR Sports Channel. But C.J. Crone, Susie, this is going to anger you. This is going to anger me. Not this part, but the okay. fact that according to Winds Above Replacement, they they think CJ Crone is almost like an average player. <gasps> like like if we were just looking at Winds Above Replacement and you just sorted by that, he pro- he would just barely get an honorable mention. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? Oh, I hate that. Yes, yes, <laughs> because a replacement first baseman that might be wallowing away down in AAA is going to be pretty decent, mm-hmm. right? He's going to be able to mash. He's going to be able to hit. Uh, while playing, you know, competent defense. So, you know, you have a uh, 29 homer season like Crone did with 102 RBI, career high for him uh, in the ribbies. That's only slightly better than what that guy uh, down at AAA would uh, would have gotten. So that's kind of one of those unfortunate things. But we know here in Colorado, it was all about Crone, the lone all-star for the Rockies. 107 OPS plus, the only one over 100 there. And, uh, and defensively, you know, it was was solid. You know, I think he got a, a bad reputation at the beginning of last season and really started correcting that late last year. We saw it at the beginning of this season was really good. If had you seen a lot more of Daniel Murphy play, you would have appreciated how good CJ Crone yeah. was. <laughs> Not go glove, but still like, yeah, no, that great job. That's what a first baseman needs to do mm-hmm. over there. Uh, and so he was really solid. So yeah, it's such a disappointment though that he did not hit that thirty home run milestone. Yes, and so so disappointing. So now, of course, we have three consecutive years without someone hitting thirty homers and hundred RBI. That's a that's a decent drought. That's a decent size yeah. drought to not have. I had expect that. just a little more here when we're playing baseball on the moon. Yeah. And you know what? You should be able to expect 15% off when you're down on the corner of Colfax, New York at the DNVR bar. Because if you remember, that's what you get. So a bigger beer was cool, but now a bigger price break yeah. on all your meals. It's a great price break. It really is. I, I crunched the numbers, honestly. And uh, and there was a couple of people I reached out to. I'm like, if you're not a member, because I've seen you in the bar a bunch, and I know, and here's how many visits pretty quickly you are you're very easily going to get your money back uh for an annual membership which you also get a free shirt on top of that from dnvr locker you get price breaks on uh on tailgates extra tickets at the raffle if you're at any of our watch parties here uh, at the dnvr bar and uh access to the members only discord which is freaking fantastic much like what uh, the folks over at DraftKings are doing when you go ahead and uh, and sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, uh, you can just bet $5 uh, on any NFL team to win, and you're going to get $200 in free bets 
if they do, because it's big plays, even bigger wins. They also got the stepped-up same-game parlays uh, that make things so much sweeter. It allows you to do that once per game day, all season long, and it's fantastic. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See link in the description for details. Now, tomorrow, Susie, we'll talk about uh, the division series and do a preview. But look, DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. I'm jumping in on it now just before the line ends up changing. But I like the Cleveland Guardians' chance to take down the Yankees. I I like this too. I really do. Like... You got to be able to hit the home run in the postseason, with the, which the Yankees do and the Guardians don't. Mm-hmm. But I like the Guardians pitching a lot more than I like the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I like the momentum. It'll be so interesting to see what happens with the delay and the break for these teams that get a first round right? bye. Yeah. Uh, how much that may help or hurt them. But uh, right now it's plus 160 for Cleveland to win the series, which I like. Even better, you can actually go in and choose the, uh, the makeup of that win. So you can either just say, hey, Cleveland's going to win it plus 160, but if you say, you know what, I think they're going to win in four, it doesn't matter where they're going to win those games, but if they're going to win in four, that's plus 550. Hmm. So if you said take Cleveland, you just tripled your odds. You just tripled your payout. Yeah, so my DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week, I'm going with the Cleveland Guardians to to beat the Yankees in four games games this week. I'm going to go four. You're going to go in four? Okay, I like this. I'm going to go four. I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, let's get a uh, Arizona Fall League update. Salt River Rafters, <laughs> our team, 0-6. Yeah, not that's, great. Uh, that, but it, it, it doesn't, doesn't count. It doesn't no. count. No, but what <laughs> does count is Zach Veen, second in the league in OPS, 1.42 uh, on the back of, uh, he had a double. He had a homer, launched one, looking great. He was mic'd up. Uh, I think if you go to the uh, MLB at that Yeah, app. I saw that he was mic'd up. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yes, yes. That was fun. He was like, hey, guys, by the way, I'm, I'm mic'd up, so careful what you say. So <laughs> you always have stuff. to tell everyone around you when you're mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. <laughs> you got it. Yes, you definitely have to. Uh, four RBI, uh, four walks, only one strikeout. You like that. He's putting the ball in play and not swinging and missing. Uh, also has four stolen bases to one caught stealing, so that's been... Uh, been really nice. Warming Bernabel, uh, Grant Levine uh, are both there. They've both both gotten into three games. It's only been one week, so you know you, you can get hyped up if you want on on how good Zach Veen's been playing because that's the start you want. But mm-hmm. if you're not playing as well like uh, a Warming Bernabel, that's okay. He's still a super young prospect that's probably going to be on the forty man. Would you say uh, he's November. just warming up? You could say that. You could. You say could that. say that. Yes, we hope he's. Heating Bernabel and he's Ooh. heating up, you know. In Fuego Bernabel, yeah, we got to save some of these <laughs> nicknames. Get Eric on the horn. We got a shirt to make. Love that one. We, we'll tell the printer you've got like a year and a half, two years before we actually need to get these shirts in stock because you know, he's gonna be down in the minors for a while. But Levine has played really well. Three doubles hitting four sixty two. Uh, Braxton Fulford, a catching prospect, uh, is down there as well. And then for the pitchers, Peter Lambert uh, has thrown. Two innings, again, one week. So uh, he's just had that one debut. And then two guys with great names that are on opposite ends of the spectrum. One on the shorter side, one on the longer side. Blair Calvo and Phineas Dominic Delmonta Smith. No, it's Delbonta. Mm-hmm. I threw in the middle name there because we like middle names here. On I, the show. We love middle We're, names. This is a big middle name show. Big middle name show right here. Uh, this is, yeah, the Rockies farm system has some of my favorite names in they baseball. Do. So 
that alone is makes it very exciting to look towards the future. I had seen his name mostly as, at least I thought, as mm-hmm. Finn Delbonta Smith. Oh, interesting. But on the Arizona Fall League page and now a couple other spots that I've been looking, he's going by Phineas. Is it so like he's a, embracing it. Is it like a Josh to Joshua situation? I think it just might be, you know, he, he prefers one over the other and people have just kind of gone with whatever. It's kind of like when Roberto Clemente first came up, his rookie card said, Bob, Bob Clemente, because that's just kind of, you know. People say, well, we're, we're not going to recognize uh, your ethnicity and, wow. and embrace who you are. You're, you're Bob, okay? Bob Clemente. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> Me neither. So uh, they might have done that with Phineas. I'm like, man, that's too Irish. We're just going to call you Finn. I don't know what the deal is. But Phineas Del Bonta Smith, keep your eye out for him uh, uh, pitching late in games. All right, let's get to some new logos. So last year, you might have remembered, uh, it might have been late in the year. I was like, I don't know what this is. Marvel and minor league baseball getting together. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of different uniforms. Because yeah. that, is, that is common. They, they do that where it's like, oh, the Yard Goats, you know, they, their shirt looks like Iron Man. But maybe it's blue and green. And you know what? Also, superhero nights are super common yes. at minor league baseball teams. Like, those are some of the biggest family nights of the whole season. Yeah, you it's know? pretty great. Yeah, it's, it's great. So, uh, 96 different teams have kind of jumped in on this, this... Uh, Marvel's Defenders of the Diamond thing that's uh, rolling out for next season and uh, and the following in 2024. Yeah. And each team is getting their own logo. They're they're getting like a comic book themed. Yeah. Uh, they're basically thing, or like comic book. They're like superheroifying all of these logos. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> why so they not? pumped it up. So uh, we sh- we should probably go with this one last. But you know what? Let let's. They've been waiting. Let's see the they've Hartford logo. <laughs> let's see the Hartford Marvels logo. He's, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't look like someone from Marvel drew it, but... No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's okay, but this is like the first iteration. You got the cape on it. You got the uh, the Chivas head, right? You got the goat head mm-hmm. on it, which is all right. The yellowy eyes. And you go, yeah, that's like a, a superhero version. Yeah, he looks, he looks pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> He's, actually, he doesn't. I'm not seeing any like definition in the biceps. You know, biceps. actually, that's a really good point. There's um, no definition in there. He's just have, a beefy boy. Yeah, does have five fingers on his hand, which is good. Still has the goat <laughs> hooves. Uh, but let, let's look at some of the other ones. And these are a little bit more fleshed out, I think. So, Kale, if you just want to kind of uh, almost hit him rapid fire, you got the Durham well, Bull. He's adorable. Okay, he's, he's, he's a he's little bulkier. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little more jacked there. Uh, now, this one definitely has like the, the comic book vibe for the, uh, the look, Syracuse Mets. He looks like a villain, honestly. He, he, well, it's Mets. So. If I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quite honest, the Syracuse Mets logo looks yes. like a... Now, this guy... This is Stockton hilarious. Ports. This uh, team is going undefeated with next the, year. Al- yes, with the asparagus, which they use as part of their logos. Uh, I mean, it's almost like... Popeye and, and a G.I. Joe character combined. So that one looks pretty good. Now, this one, I think they did a very good job. It is very much re- reminiscent of, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot his name. Kale's going to oh, jump in. Rocket Raccoon. I thought it was Rocket Raccoon. I doubted myself. Now, and also noticing the detail in, uh, in like his widow's peak area or between his eyes, it's a rocket. It's a rocket. Rocket City Trash Pandas. He so looks this scary, is a, too. Yeah, looks this looks like, like a, a legit character. Like, yeah. this looks like a real character. Oh, and I realized in the little circle, like, that's his uh, 
his astronaut helmet. Yeah, that's his helmet. How about that? Yeah, he looks scary. So like these, I would not mess with the these are Rocket more City fleshed out. <laughs> yeah, these are these are more fleshed out. And you go, Hartford Yard goats are okay. Ooh, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. It's just this iron horse on fire. Yes, not bad, right? Yes, not bad. please. <laughs> that one's good. So Hartford, you know, might be at the bottom of the depth charts from the ones that we saw. Oh, there is my hometown. Oh my! I love the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. Yes, this is a good one. Now he's on the smaller side, so we're gonna need some backstory. Does he no, get he, larger? Look at like his abs. Like he's got. Look, he's got a six pack going on. Six, but each of those packs are like a centimeter because he's a small it's the crab. Angle. Although, is that a full size board? So maybe he's actually human sized. Look, that's why we have to read the comics now. Uh, between MILB and Marvel, listen, crossover. he's got the claws though. He can't be too big, or he's just gonna be too scary. That's true. You gotta remember those those pinchers. Crab pitchers? Have you He's ever been pinched by a crab? Uh, I don't think so. Really? No. Mr. Jersey Shore's I've, never I've, been pinched by a crab? I've never been pinched by a co-host either, but I've, <laughs> I, but I've come close in both situations. <laughs> and now, hey, to get you hyped up, Spokane and Fresno, they are part of the 96, so not uh, not every team is, is getting it. There's 24 teams that are just not going to get a cool logo. By uh, choice or like... I don't know. The Marvel Maybe. artists were like, we can't do anything with they're this. They're like, this is so bad. But no. good news, Albuquerque, they're getting theirs... At noon today. So yeah. like So by in, the time uh, this podcast is done, we'll we'll have those. You can go out and, and look and, and then uh, after the show. Um let's let's get to our end of year chatter because we uh we gotta get to that. We do, yes. Um, we made some predictions at the beginning of this season. Right, do you want do we now, want to go through our good predictions first or the bad predictions first? I'll let you call it. Let's go through the bad predictions first. All right. So this is going to be uh, the ones with the names where we where we did our MVP picks, Cy Young Award, um, whether you got uh, the AL or the National League, Kale, uh, whatever one you want to pop up first is, is what we'll do. So uh, we missed the mark a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Vlad Guerrero <laughs> Jr., I, I feel like I feel like Vlad's gonna come up a little bit higher maybe than uh, than Trout, but it's all about Otani yeah. and Judge. And I think again, you know, we're I'm not gonna say that we are uh, contrarians, but you know, we don't like going with the chalk mm-hmm. all the time, right? Would you say that? I don't know. You saw that last time. I think that's fair. I you think got, that's I think fair. You want to go against the grain, but you want to have a unique pick. So, all right, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Mike Trout, we whiffed on that. That's okay. Cy Young Award. Garrett Cole's going to get some votes. He mm-hmm. might be second or third. Jose uh, Barrios, five ERA. He <laughs> was, cover your ears, kids, dog shit. Oh! He was awful this year. <laughs> I was banking on him to take a big step forward. There's always someone who takes a step forward. I did much better in the National League Cy Young pick, uh, uh, predictions. Yeah. So that was bad. And you, my friend, <laughs> Me. Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> you think you've? I think you've nailed that one there. Bobby Wood Jr. is gonna gonna give him a run for it, but I think J Rod is is probably going to win it. Not run away, only because Bobby Wood Jr. is also a really good candidate. Yeah. So they might split some of the votes. I think I think J Rod will still get at least twenty first place votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think, think I got this like one for sure. Yeah. Oh no, you definitely did, and, and even in even if you're not, I, I still might have to give it to you. Um, <laughs> and then manager of the year, oof. Now Big both oof. our guys got fired, <laughs> but John Schneider still got Toronto in there as uh, as the top wild card team. Uh-huh. So I may just have to s- sneak a half a credit. So I should have next year. I'm gonna go. You know, I know that I lost <laughs> the manager predictions because the two managers that I picked for the AL and NL got fired first, like yes. very early in the season too. Yeah, yes. 
So but that's a, fine. I accept my failure. I'm I not going to accept mine. I am going to try to steal <laughs> a half a win and say, I did pick Toronto's manager. So we'll see. I don't know that he's going to win. I think it'll be Terry Francona. Uh, who ends up winning that mm-hmm. uh, for Cleveland? Yeah, uh, I think that's a good that's a good guess. It's a the, good amended guess. Yeah, in the National League uh, for MVP, you had Juan Soto. Who? Yeah, he. I think he had an opportunity with San Diego to to run away with it. So mm-hmm. he was there for it. Bryce Harper was just too hurt. It's kind of you know thinking he would do the unthinkable and, and go back to back MVPs. Walker Bueller also got hurt. Your yep. pick, uh, and Max Fried. I think he might be like third in voting, possibly uh, behind uh, Sandy Alcantara, mm-hmm. who's who's probably the favorite there. So I kind of went outside the box on that, came somewhat close. Seiya Suzuki really disappointed both of us. Yeah. We, we matched that pick. It's going to be somebody from Atlanta, uh, either uh, Michael Harris the second or Spencer Strider, breaking news. He signed a seven-year uh, contract extension. Yes. Was it seven? 75 mil. They got a lot of those young guys locked in yeah. for a long time. That was a smart. That's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, taking care of him, getting him locked up. Then manager of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Bowmel. Bo I mean, he still got the Padres to the postseason, but it, it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was I think not pretty. He'll get, you know, a couple third place votes, I think. But yeah, for the most part. Now, and maybe I, Rob Thompson. Yes. Do I get a yes. half a point because you gave yourself a half a point? So I predicted Joe Girardi was going to be manager of the year on the contingent that the Phillies made the postseason. So like they did. So you basically picked Phillies manager. So yes, you can also use I that. I can take a half a point. Crazy ass rationale that but I'm the, using. The first guy fired this year. Yes. So you win that award. All right, but it gets better with our postseason predictions. 12 teams this year, six from the AL, six from the NL. Mm -hmm. Between the two of us, how many do you think we missed? Of the 12 teams, how many did we miss? Ooh, I want to say five. We only missed two. We only missed two. Yes. Cleveland and... We're so good at this. And I forgot who the other one was. Oh, the Mets. We both didn't like the Mets. And we were right because they they're already gone. Yeah. But we we both missed out on Cleveland and the Mets. Uh, otherwise, uh, go ahead, Kale. Whatever, whatever our next one is up, uh, American League. Yeah. So uh, in the uh, in the East, uh, we both had Toronto. They did make it in. Yankees uh, eventually was there. I did have Yankees making the wild card, so uh, I did have that one. I did have five of the six teams in the American League. Uh, we did have. Uh, Houston in the AL West, so we nailed that. We both missed out on the White Sox, mm-hmm. just like most people did. We expected so much more from the White Sox, yeah. as did White Sox fans, as did our friends out with CHGO. Very true. Very true. Uh, and then, yeah, for the wild cards, we both had Seattle, which was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have Tampa Bay. Uh, L.A. and Boston uh, were, were your other two. And then in the National <laughs> League, uh, I did have Atlanta winning uh, the East. We both had L.A. winning the West. Milwaukee both disappoint us. We we were uh, 0 for 2 there in the yeah. Central. <laughs> That's it. We can't figure out the Midwest. You know, I, no one can figure out the Midwest. But hats off to you. You had St. Louis going to the postseason as a wildcard team. I didn't. So you you picked you thought us up. they were going to miss it all together. Yes, you you picked us up on that. You did have Atlanta uh, as a wild card mm-hmm. there. I did have Philly and San Diego. I thought San Francisco was going to do something we after both that did. 107 win season last we year. We both did, and, and they disappointed. But altogether, uh, we got we got 10 out of the 12. Uh, you ended up hitting on seven. Uh, I ended up hitting on nine. So 
It's pretty good. Pretty good. I We're, think that was pretty good. I think we we read the room pretty well. Some of my predictions did have Toronto going to the World Series. I I had a couple of units in different places, you know, to uh, uh, diversify. I think I had Toronto going to the World Series in one. Boom, they're already done. Yeah. Uh, here I had Milwaukee uh, going to the uh, NLCS against wow. the Dodgers. So so that didn't happen. Wow. So look, hey, we we uh, we can't read a crystal ball. We can we can read auras. Is Mercury in retrograde? We Maybe that was what happened. No, no, no. Mercury's not in retrograde. Not. It, and I it wasn't that. in retrograde when we picked the stuff. But we can read the vibes. This whole organization is built on vibes. Could be. All of DNVR is just like vibes first. Yeah. Well, the, we are getting some great vibes from Game Time Tickets right now, and they're giving us good vibes. We got to share it around. Uh, we got a link uh, in our description for you to save and join over 15 million people who've got seats on the 50 yard line, courtside, sitting on the floor, or up in those like first five rows at Red Rocks when they end up doing that. And you can get those tickets up to 60% off. Mm. When you use the Game Time app, I've done it for shows at Red Rocks. It's it's freaking phenomenal. We know that you know for Rockies games, you can get tickets for next year in Rockies games, but you may very much want to wait, especially the weekday games. Yes. those are the ones that you can really take advantage of and get the sixty percent or even better than uh, as a discount. So yeah. those are the ones that you can wait on, and that's kind of the cool thing. Again, if you're downtown and you want to wait, and you're like, ah, I got some friends up at the rooftop. Well, you can, you know, just decide to show up, you know, an hour before the game. You don't have to get tickets months in advance with game time. It's super, super convenient. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the prices right now. They're a little, a little high right now. Well, I'll wait it out. Yeah. I'll wait it out. <laughs> I think I think so. Game time is going to allow you to, to save money, wait it out. Go to, go to some other concerts before the Rockies come yes. back. Uh, you can definitely do it for the Broncos. That's one of the cool things, too, that yes. we've heard a couple people. They'll come to the tailgate. Either with either ours or maybe they've got some other friends to tailgate and they'll just kind of wait around and swoop in on game time. Super efficient mm-hmm. uh, for you to uh, save some good money. And if you're trying to save some good money and, and eat some good food, well, you can only do that with Hassel Cattle Company. H-A-S-S-E-L-L-C-A-T-T-L-E company.com. We, we know Patrick can spell. This is huge. Well, and look, I can spell because I've got protein coursing through my body. Uh, we had barbecue last night. Yes, we did. Uh, again, great beef comes from Hassel Cattle Company, comes from ranchers down there in Texas. Family owned, best damn Wagyu beef you will ever eat. Uh, I did not know what I was missing out on <laughs> until I had some Wagyu from Hassel Cattle Company. It's literally the choice of home cooks, all across the country for, you know, if you want to grill up something nice, it's getting cool outside. So now when you stand by the grill, it, that's a nice little experience. That is a, that's like the best feeling grilling in the fall. Yes, it really is. It's the blue collar American Wagyu because it's top shelf and yet it's affordable. Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu beef can be shipped anywhere in just days. If you want to get a taste before purchasing, head out to any of our tailgates. Again, if you're a member, you get a price break uh, on those tailgates. It's another reason to party with DNVR and enjoy a delicious or delicious smoked sausage <laughs> off the grill. I'm, my mouth is watering. I'm trying to contain it all right now because yeah, it's you're getting gonna, lunchtime. It, you know? Yeah. And lunchtime. I'm hungry. I had the barbecue last night. I'm kind of the hot dogs that they have actually are like phenomenal. Like it's, I I know that's not like wagyu and that's not like sirloin or New York strip steak, but it's quality from Hassle Cattle Company. Go to hasslecattlecompany.com to secure your bag of beef and use code DNVR20 for twenty percent off your entire purchase. That's DNVR20 for twenty percent off. Susie, Seattle did it. They did it. 
They I did. mean, I hated to see George Springer get hurt the way he did in the Multiple process. Times. Yeah. That <laughs> but man, that was really exciting for Seattle. That was uh, just, that's the only way to like start. If we're we're, we're going to recap all the wildcard series. Uh, series. Well, because we're, we're a Mariners podcast now. Tangentially, yes. Yes. I'm showing up in a Mariners hat tomorrow. You are? Mm-hmm. You own one? Are you, I you do know own where to one. get one? No, I have one. Okay. From my travels. You have one for all 30 teams? No, no, no. I did not buy 30 hats. I bought some hats. This hat I actually won in one of those, um, you know, those ballpark games where like a bank will be like, spin the wheel and see what oh, prize sure. you get. So I won a hat. Didn't buy it. No, you can't buy a hat when you go to all 30 stadiums. Because hats are like $40. They're very expensive. They are, uh, they are very expensive. Kale, are you in on the uh, the Mariners train? You want to jump in on I'm this? all point? in on the Mariners, yeah. Choo-choo. Choo-choo! Yeah. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, they are so fun. Game one, Luis Castillo, acquirement trade. He does the job of that mercenary of coming and dominating. And then the second largest postseason comeback in postseason history. Their win probability, Kale, let's, let's look at this. Their win <laughs> probability was... One percent. Look at how low it was to one hundred percent for Toronto having won that game. Then it swooped up to a you know two percent. But in the fifth inning, one percent. I can't even imagine had you gone in on DraftKings Sportsbook to say, "All right, I'll let me put a buck on it." Yeah, you would have won a lot of money. Um, that was just fantastic. Our guy, Kevin Gosman from Colorado pitched really well, came out with the bases loaded. Those runs ended up scoring, but, uh, before that only walked one struck out seven and uh, five and two thirds innings pitched. And here is a crazy stat. So Teoscar Hernandez hit two home runs in that game. Mm-hmm. It's the third time a blue Jay has hit two home runs in a postseason game. And all three times it's happened. The Jays were eliminated from the postseason. Oh, no. Jose Batista in 2015 mm-hmm. in the ALDS against the Royals in game six with Tulo right by his side. Oh. Uh, two years ago during the uh, pandemic season. Today it is? Today is, yeah. I did not know that. Libra season. The deuce. Number two, Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, Danny Jansen uh, in uh, the wild card round. The first time we got a taste of that, that's when all teams ended up playing. Um, that was that was wild. Uh, he hit two. In game two. And then, yeah, on, on Saturday, that's pretty crazy that they ended up getting eliminated. But the uh, the reason why Seattle won, you know, it wasn't clutch hitting. wasn't big dumper. Cal Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, Kale, uh, a catcher with a big booty whose nickname <laughs> is Big Dumper. How much do we like that for the Mariners? Uh, we love that for the Mariners. It's a 10 out of 10. All right. Kale is even more on board with his Mariners fandom right now. He's like, big dumper? Okay, let's go. Respectfully. And this is another reason why they're having fun. They're getting a little wacky. They had like a watch party over at T-Mobile Park. And a super fan named Ben decided uh, to come up with a shoe hat, a rally hat. Ben goes and puts his Birkenstock on the top of his head, and that is what got it done. And so oh. now everyone in Seattle, they're tying shoes to their head. There's Ben with his Birkenstock. Wow. Everyone's uh, his loving inside out cap. it. <laughs> he got it started. 
Apparently he wears the exact same size shoe as his girlfriend. Super convenient. Uh, he ended up, uh, there's more people with shoes on their head and trying to tuck it in under their cap. What a because phenomenon. It works. it works. And best yet, he signed it and the Mariners put it in their, checks notes, Hall of Fame. Yes, oh, Mariners have a Hall of Fame. Mariners have a Hall of Fame. Their team Hall of Fame. Now this guy is already iconic. I'm just waiting for because Seattle's still alive. Birkenstock has got to like back up the truck to unload I feel some like Burks for this guy. They should have let him hold on to that shoe through the end of the season. Maybe you know because yeah. obviously it's good luck. Yeah, but the team has and he still has one. So if they go okay. far, he can still sell that one. That's his Aaron. No, no, Judge no I mean ball. like <laughs> not like for selling purposes. I mean you don't want to mess it up. To, yeah, exactly. You don't want to change Great the point. vibe. Once you've already established that one thing works, you don't want to get rid of the thing that works. That's Susie Hunter pointing out why Seattle is now going to lose Stop against it. the Houston Astros. No, don't put that out okay, in the I'm universe. Sorry. No, that's on them. That's for them for doing that. This is a Mariners podcast they, now. They will play the Houston Astros. We'll talk about that on Tuesday's yeah, live will. show. The The other uh, angle to this too, that's kind of disappointing because we said last week, Seattle and Toronto were neck and neck. I agree Seattle was more exciting than Toronto. But Toronto was still really exciting along with Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Toronto, now we're going to miss out. We're not going to get a Bombers reunion with Dante Bichette showing up to Blue Jays games to support his son, Bo. Yeah. And Larry Walker, Canadian treasure, Canadian Hall of Famer, throwing out the first pitch along with like a bunch of old Expos. Not going to happen. Darn it. Not going to happen. Darn it. That's all right. Uh, that That's how it goes. All right. Tampa Bay and Cleveland. Two-game sweep for Cleveland. Game one. Shane and Jose beat Shane and Jose. I think it was the first <laughs> time ever a pitcher gave up a home run to a guy whose teammate gave up a home run by a pitcher. Shane Bieber gave uh, Jose Siri hit a home run <laughs> off of him. And then Jose Ramirez hit a home run off of Shane McClanahan. I love this stuff. That is a Come very on. that's a very specific stat, Patrick. It's, okay. it's called <laughs> a it's very, patty stat. It's a patty that's stat for a reason. Fifteen inning game in Cleveland. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. Four hours, fifty-seven minutes. Uh, it was the longest scoreless game uh, in history. It was scoreless even after thirteen. And you know what they did in the fourteenth inning, Susie? They had the fourteenth inning stretch. And I, that's adorable. That is great. That's fantastic, so like, as right, you should. <laughs> we're doubling seven. Let's freaking do it. Oscar Gonzalez walks it off with a home run. Knew it off the bat. Believe land. And we've got Seattle. They 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 like believe too. They, yeah. But believe land, they're still alive. They're going, going against the New York Yankees. And there's a rumor that they might win in four. I don't know. I've heard sources. <laughs> You're starting to learn that. I just talk to myself in my own head. And then I supply all the sources. Oh, this guy's, gonna, this guy's on the trade block. Did you say that to yourself? Sometimes that is true. Yes. Um, you probably don't want to talk about the Philly series at all, do you? No, no. Okay, I'd hate we'll to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies sweeping the Cardinals. They did. Yeah, they won both games. Uh, game one was game one was bad. I was listening to that. Harper was up, I think, in the eighth inning. Struck out. I'm like, oh man, Bryce, this was this was a big moment for you. Lo and behold, had no idea. Phillies were going to bat around in the top of the ninth. Yep. They get six runs. Ground ball to the left side. Arenado probably should have grabbed. Didn't. So no error because he didn't really actually make a play on that ball. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, kind of demoralize St. Louis. St. Louis was 93-0 and in the postseason, in their history, going into the ninth with a 2-0 lead or greater. Wow. So it's impossible for them, for the Phillies to win it. 
they want it. Yeah. They want it. You know what? Um, I might have said this on Twitter, but all Nolan Arenado wanted to do was win the division. And then he lost in the wild card round to a team that only placed third in theirs. Careful what you wish for. Careful what you wish for, Nolan. You, know, you, you rub the genie. You got to make sure. Or the monkey's paw. You wish for something. You don't realize what ends up happening because of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one for eight in the series. I think he's 156 all time uh, in the postseason. We'll talk with uh, Kevin Henry on Wednesday. He's out in Houston. Oh, uh, nice. We'll, we'll talk to him after game one there in that series against Seattle. But We'll kind of discuss uh, as Arenado gotten what he's wished for. He's won one game in the postseason, the 2018 wildcard game against the Cubs at Wrigley Field. He's won zero postseason games with the St. Louis Cardinals. But he's got his division uh, championship. Uh, he has an opt-out clause. We'll talk with Kevin Henry on Wednesday all about that uh, at 11 a.m. live mm-hmm. uh, on, on the DNVR Sports Channel uh, to find out will he opt out because that is a very loaded topic. Uh, that one is loaded. Two. Yeah, no, no, it is. It, I, I, we could be talking about that for like a month. Uh, I, it sounds like we're, we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there anything else to talk about? Um, but yeah, you know, uh, hats off to Philadelphia for, for getting that job done. And they don't recede. So although Philadelphia uh, was the last team to get in the postseason, they're not going to play the number one seed LA Dodgers. They're going to go to Atlanta. So we're going to have uh, an interesting NL East matchup there uh, as far as that's concerned. And then we're going to have a NL West matchup because the Padres got it done in three day, three games. They were able to get by Max Scherzer in game one. Four homers off Mad Max. Did not see that one coming. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I have not done a wellness check on the Mets fans I know, but I can imagine they are not well. Uh, I'll give you one wellness checkup uh, on my cousin here uh, <laughs> in a second here. Oh, Game no. two, Padres <laughs> brought the tying run to the plate, uh, but they were able. To, uh, Mets were able to win with Degrom there. They're thinking about using him for Game three, but hey, the the season was on the line at that point. Chris Bassett didn't really have it. Uh, all that much. He gave up three uh, on Sunday night and a couple Colorado dudes and David Peterson mm-hmm. from Colorado and Michael Givens, former Rocky, ended up giving up the other three. Uh, but Joe Musgrove was dominant. Uh, had only Ears gave up and one all. Hit. Ears and all. Ears and all. Uh, John Boy has a breakdown on that. I haven't got a chance to watch <laughs> it yet. It's a good one. It's a good I one. I imagine it's going to be great. Buck <laughs> Showalter trying a little something. They check him. He's getting his ears massaged. <laughs> It was a wild scene at City Field, but gives up one hit, one walk, five strikeouts over seven. Uh, I said to my cousin, I love you, cuz. We can root for the Mariners, question mark. And he said, I'm looking at piano lessons. Can't do this anymore. So, Jordan, love you, brother. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Mets fans are not okay. Yeah, they're signing up for piano lessons, and I don't blame them. It's so hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's got to be tough to be in first place for almost a whole season in your division, and then you don't win the division, and then you are knocked out of the wild card round. There was a a stat at one point in the year. It might have been, what, June 1st? I think the the Mets had a 10-and-a-half-game lead, and it was like every team that had a 10-and-a-half-game lead by June 1st, like here's what happened. World Series won the World Series. I was knocked off in the NLCS or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. And, yeah, they didn't. And that's another interesting thing. Mets and Atlanta both had 101 wins. 
there's no one game 163 under this mm-hmm. current format. So uh, I don't hear Mets fans chirping about that all that much. Maybe they don't realize it. Maybe they've accepted it. I don't know what, but that will be interesting to see if that's you know being discussed at all. Game 163s are fun, but you're getting a whole other round kind of you know uh, in place of it, so mm-hmm. you can start up really quickly. Because otherwise, you could have had Atlanta. Uh, and the Mets playing each other on Thursday, right the day after the the regular season ended, yeah. And then whoever loses immediately then has to go back home, which because they're they're within division, you wouldn't have to fly as much. But now you've got a best two out of three series, so you're not getting any off days. It's similar to what the Rockies faced, yeah, uh, in 2018 with Game 163, then the wild card game, and then having to go to Milwaukee right after that. So um, it's kind of rough, but too bad, so sad. You see. <laughs> They're donezo. Jacob DeGrom, another guy with an opt-out clause. Yeah. And he doesn't have that same kind of maybe familial feeling there uh, in New York uh, as maybe Nolan might in St. Louis. Um, so it, it seems like he's a lot more likelier to to opt out. Still could could still could get a payday. Yeah. Uh, still could say like, look, I won't opt out just yet. What's your offer? So before I even go out there. And so he still ends up getting a really good deal, you know, a couple more years, some more money. Interesting thing is when he's not healthy, which is a lot, you're, what are you paying for? What are you actually getting? So I think that could be part of the the discussion this off season is maybe you want him on a real short-term deal and, and, you know, you pay him big bucks. Otherwise, you know, do you really want to, to have this guy around, mm-hmm. you know, eating up some of your uh, your payroll for a team like the Mets? It's, it's not as bad, but he's just hurt a lot. Yeah. It's kind of a concern. We missed a lot of DeGrom time this year. Yeah. He he would be a guy, unlike someone like a Scherzer, that the Rockies, in an in a absolutely made-up world, you go, all right, would you pay him 50, DeGrom three years, $150 million to come to Coors? No. I would have said that for Max Scherzer, which that wasn't even very far off from what he ended up getting. I think mm-hmm. it was like three years uh, annually for like $42 million or something like that. Um, but with DeGrom, because he's hurt so much, I, I, I think you might want to stay away from that. So. Yeah, for sure. But the Rockies don't really have to worry about that too much. No. No. And even if Nolan does opt out, resign with the Rockies? I don't know. I mean, I keep joking Nolan misses <laughs> the Rockies, but they're completely unfounded tweets i uh, i think there could be some truth to that <laughs> i've also heard you know some rumors that maybe nolan finishes up his finish up finishes up his career here you know after some time has passed has yeah. passed and you know some some people are out of the front office which is the case with with jeff breidich yeah. i don't think those fences have you know been totally demolished i think you could possibly mend them somewhere down the line but we are not down the line yet Nolan Arenado is still uh, a marquee player, and it'll be interesting to see where he he fits in the uh, NL MVP conversation between him and Goldschmidt. He'd been saying all season long, Goldschmidt is that guy. Um, but again, there's some metrics that suggest maybe Go- uh, Arenado is, is just as good uh, as Paul Goldschmidt. So uh, we'll be back. You want to do this again tomorrow? What do let's, you say? Let's do it again tomorrow. We're gonna We're going to have this show during the Phillies-Braves game. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because... It's the NL East. I'm going to have a TV going over where Kale's sitting. He's going to keep gonna me be, updated. Folks are going to be sleeping in so that they can they can follow the uh, the NL West Division Series because that's going to be the interesting one. And we'll have to figure out maybe not who to root for tomorrow, but how to root. Ooh, right? what an interesting. Like if yes, this. If no, that. 
right? Are you making a chart? I may, I might have I to. Think, it sounds like you need to make a chart because... Um, a thought diagram. You need a thought diagram. I think you always need a thought diagram. Punish Fernando Tatis <laughs> by having the Padres win or don't reward him with being a part of that in Ooh. any capacity. Hmm. Take down the Dodgers, but then that also means you prop up the Padres. Mm-hmm. Prop up the Padres. There's our graphic. There we go. We already got it done. <laughs> We're halfway done with tomorrow's show already. This is great. Clearly, no, clearly. We'll break, we'll break all of that down. We'll also talk about a team with connections to the Rockies who may be undergoing a rebrand. Ooh. Savannah Bananas uh, doing some things in the world of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, and we'll we'll kind of hand out some fun awards yes. to, uh, to the 2022 Rockies. Uh, let us know. Your thoughts, make sure you're following us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. This has been a lot of fun. Really good start to the week. So fun. I feel like. But you know what they say about momentum? What do they say? It's only as good <laughs> as your next show. So we will talk to you Tuesday at 11 a.m.